Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No. We are airing in Boston, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. How about that? Washington, Oregon, Idaho, California, Arizona, Colorado, Oklahoma, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Vermont, Maine. I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> this is the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom, Clark just called me a hoser. How about that? I wonder if our American viewers know what that is. Welcome, everybody, to the RP Show, your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show coming to you from South Florida. That's one half of the show. On the way today, Rogers Sportsnet's CHL and NHL analyst Sammy Cosentino, the whitest teeth in broadcasting, and the captain of the Saskatchewan Rush, Chris Corbeil, but for the other half of the show, we go to the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, and we welcome in the Moose, Darren Dupont. How are you feeling today, Moose? I'm feeling good. Feeling better? Uh, not quite all the way there yet, but we're on the way back, so it's good. All right, good to hear the Moose is uh, overcoming a cold slash flu, that type of thing. You know what? Let's jump into the Quick 6 Show topics, please, if you don't mind. And one thing that I said to Darren, I might like to institute moving forward for at least as long as I'm down here, is what they're talking about on South Florida Sports Radio today. Here's what they're talking about today, just to put this out there. Uh, how many yards Tua Tunga Viola will throw for and touchdowns this year for the Miami Dolphins, of course, with the acquisition on Wednesday of Tyreek Hill, the wideout. So I just want to point out, the Miami Marlins are in spring training, about to open a season. The uh, NBA's Miami Heat are playing and the Florida Panthers are the number one team in the National Hockey League. For sure, the East Conference, it's all about the Dolphins and how much yardage the quarterback's going to throw for this year. So that's the pulse. And, yeah, we'll talk about more of that later. But let's, let's all, what we're talking about is the National Hockey League. And, Moose, I told you that we were going to open with the Leafs. But before we do that, the Vegas Golden Knights trade of forward of Jenny Dadanov to the Ducks was voided by the NHL last night because Anaheim was on his no-trade list. Sounds easy, right? The league announced the trade could not be completed because Dadanov's limited tr no-trade cause, quote, had not been complied with. Vegas tried to trade Dadanov in a future second-round pick to Anaheim for veteran defenseman John Moore and the contract of center Ryan Kessler. Dadanov counts $5 million against the cap this season. That money remains on the Golden Knights' books for the rest of the year, keeping them in a cap bind. It was not immediately clear why NHL Central Registry approved the deal when it was filed prior to the trade deadline on Monday. I don't understand it either. This is not a topic that the NHL Network's going to touch. They do the highlights, they do that well, but as far as the minutia, the nuts and bolts of a deal like this, they're not even touching it. Did NHL, did trade insider trading on Sports Center? did they touch this? 
It just seems to me like this is Kelly McCrimmon up to his old tricks that the WHL would have complied with back in the day because it's Kelly McCrimmon, but in the NHL, he can't do that. That's my take on that. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And, you know, the no trade thing, that's the big date, right? It was supposed to be submitted back in July of 2021, the no trade list to qualify him to be traded. You need to have this much notice. It just, yeah, it wasn't going to work. And, and those, you're right, those things have worked in the past for Kelly. He's a guy who uh, who knows, you know, how to, you know, work the rule book or, you know, find, you know, little ways to get things done and unable to move that contract and move dad enough. So that, that's a little wrinkle down the stretch here for Vega. Well, interesting. So I guess it depends on the power and influence you wield. I don't think the Vegas Golden Knights have as much power at the NHL table. I don't think they're sitting with the adults yet. You know what I mean? With the Jeremy Jacobses and the uh, who's the guy in New York with the Rangers. I just don't think they're at the big boys table yet. So you can't pull off a trade like that when not complying with a player's no trade clause. That's my take. I'm glad you agreed. So to the games, and if I may, we never did come up with a poll question today, did we? Just blink twice. Oh, yes. no. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. No, it's no. fine. I don't know. Forget the code. I'm going to tell our viewer. It's okay. Go to our Instagram right now at the Rod Peterson Show, and you can vote on the story. We're not going to use Twitter today. And what it will be, Clark, because the poll's already up there, Leafs jersey, the Leafs Bieber jersey, hot or not. And the model is Austin Matthews. Right. Well, maybe you do, Rick Regan. Maybe I don't. I don't like the jersey. We were watching the game last night. I'm like, this is too much not Toronto. And Dave Reed just went off. On NHL Network, old reader, the uh, Stanley Cup champion with the uh, Dallas Stars. He's like, this is an original 16. You don't screw with this. I don't like the jersey. However, because I posted it to Instagram quite some time ago, there's like between 60 and 70% of the respondents saying, yes, they like the Bieber Leaf jersey. What's wrong with people? So I'm voting no. You? Um, <laughs> that's a good question because. I'm I both, but I, you know what? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I, I would rather them not play with it. I like the traditional jerseys better, but I'm okay with it. I like it. I don't, <laughs> you just said you're not okay with it. And you said, you are. is that a yes or a no? What is it? You must like go into I'm, vote at the election election and have a meltdown behind the uh, curtain of <laughs> when you're going to vote. No, I voted on the, on the poll. I voted. Yes. I like it. You got to push me one way. I okay. That's okay. all I ask. It's all I ask. So I told you this morning on the phone that I watched most of the Leaf game last night because I don't normally do that. Pierre Engvall yeah. scored a shorty with 4:42 to go to lead Toronto over New Jersey 3-2. And my God, what's got into the Devils, man? They spanked the Rangers the other night. They put a hell of a scare into the Leafs last night. Engvall moved in on a two-on-one rush with Ilya Mikhaev off, serving a double minor for high sticking, delayed, and then fired his 11th goal of the season past Nico Dawes. Mikhaev also scored a shorty. I saw that one where he caught uh, PK Subban flat-footed. And Mitch Marner had the other score for the Maple Leafs, who got 20 saves out of Peter Mrazek. Hey, 
Austin Matthews was back-checking last night. So the Leafs are getting into playoff mode. I got to say I was impressed. I still don't think they're Canada's greatest hope to win the Stanley Cup for the first time since 1993. That belongs, in my opinion, still the Calgary Flames. But, Moose, you, you said you watched most of the game. I think you'd be impressed with your team last night, too. Yeah, that's an underrated part of Matthew's game is, you know, his defensive, his defensive ability. We don't talk enough about that. Um, he was back checking last night, you know, the, the rip that Marner had uh, on the, on the pass from Matthews. So that was a great shot. I was watching to see how Giordano played. Didn't really hit the stat line. A lot of zeros on there. I think he had uh, a couple of hits and a couple of block shots, but uh, you know, overall it was a good game. I think, you know, Mrazic hadn't played since um, the heritage classic when he, when he uh, had that bad effort at the heritage classic against, uh, against uh, Buffalo. So uh, it was good to see him come back, make a few stops, get a win. And uh, But you're right, New Jersey kind of pushed him against the wall a little bit last night. I thought it was a hell of a hockey game. Elsewhere, Tage Thompson had two goals in regulation and also uh, scored in the shootout. Alex Tuck had a shootout goal. And the Buffalo Sabres beat the Pittsburgh Penguins 4-3 Wednesday for their third straight win. In Denver, Brock Besser and JT Miller scored 152 apart early in the third. Yaro Halak stopped 32 shots in Vancouver, beat first place Colorado 3-1. Bo Horvat finished with an empty net goal as the Canucks uh, went 1-2 against the Avs this season. They avoided being swept in the season series by Colorado for the first time since 1997. Nazem Kadri had a power play goal for the Avs, and Darcy Kemper made 24 saves. And the only other game of the night, Dylan Strom scored the go-ahead goal with 3.50 to go. And Patrick Kane had another big night against Anaheim as Chicago defeated the Skidding Ducks 4-2. To point two, Shane Wright scored early, but Team Red couldn't hold on to the lead, falling 3-1 to Team White in the CHL-NHL top prospects game in Kitchener. Shout out Kitchener. Jagger Furcus and Jake Carabella each notched a goal and a helper for Team White, and Nathan Gaucher rounded up the scoring. The annual showcase is a chance for top prospects across the Canadian Hockey League to put their skills on display ahead of July's NHL entry draft. We were joking about this, you and I, and I think Clark was in on it too, that um, who was it that told us that Paul Bissonnette fought in the prospects game, Biznasty fought? Was it? Was it Bruce Frank? Somebody told us. Some NHL scout said, oh, yeah, Bissonnette fought in the prospects game. What? Right. Remember that? Was it Bruce? I do. I don't remember who it was that told us, but it, I remember both of our jaws hitting the floor being like, some of you guys are fighting in the prospects game, but I guess, hey, you got to show <laughs> what's going to get you to the next level. And it worked for him. It's a different era now. Um, but I That's could right. sit and talk about the CHL top prospects game. For hours and hours and hours. Sometime, maybe we should launch a separate podcast, Moose, because I don't know how much people like my stories versus the actual sporting news. But I just remember, uh, well, where you grew up in the chicken capital, you would remember names like Boyd Kane and Curtis Hippler and Josh Holden and all my good buds from the Regina Pats back in the day. The very first ever top prospects game that crop of guys played in it. And I don't remember where it was. I think it, it might have been in Kitchener. But Don Cherry was the coach of one team, and Bobby Orr was the coach of the other. And it was amazing because Tipler, who's doing great things, by the way, awesome dude, 
he uh, he he came back. Actually, we all the whole team. We went to Boston Pizza and Victoria Avenue East. The whole team. Did the team still do that? Rich Preston organized a team party to watch the top prospects game, so we could watch our guys in the game. We had four, I think, three or four guys in the game. It's a big deal. And uh, so when Tipler came home, he's like, "Guys, you wouldn't believe when Don Cherry walked in their room," because he was young enough to not know of Don Cherry as a coach. Right. Ray thought of him as a broadcaster, right? <laughs> so he came in and Don said, guys, slam the door. And then, I mean, shoot, this was 25 years ago. I don't really remember how the speech went, but Tipler was like, my God, we were, <laughs> could have heard a pin drop, and we were ready to run through a wall for this guy, for Don Cherry. But no, That's so Sportsnet cool. turned him out the pasture, and uh, it is, yeah. And he, he went on to coach for many, many years. But, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. 11-11 Central right now, right? We're on the right path, Moose. Yes. Moving on to point three, the Raptors are back, kicking off a 10-game slate here that will decide their playoff fate. The final regular season stretch begins with Toronto hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. Raps currently sit a game behind the Cavs for sixth in the East. The Lakers saw their playoff hopes dim last night, dropping a 126-121 decision to the Philadelphia 76ers. Joel Embiid had 30 points and 10 rebounds, and the Beard poured in 24. The Lakers were missing LeBron, who sat out to rest his sore knees. Forget about that. There's a show we started watching on Netflix last night. You know, we were talking about the, uh, what we're watching, what we're streaming yesterday. This is yeah. a new one. Are you familiar with the Hollywood medium? Yes. Yes, I am. Did you know that he's got his own Netflix series? No, I didn't. Like a TV show? Yeah. I, yeah, a series. I can't remember what the name of it is. Maybe somebody can write in and tell me what it is. But last night I watched uh, the first couple episodes of that. And... Lo and behold, who's one of the contestants that the medium, the, 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 the psychic, read was Jeannie Buss, the current president and owner of the Los Angeles Lakers. It was wild. I loved it. I loved it. Wow. So check that out. Tyler Henry's his name, and he's coming here to uh, Fort Lauderdale in December, so I think we're going to go to the live show. Anyways, uh, moving on. Just, I'm going to sprinkle in some comments because, we, man, we might have time to get to the next point. Tell your friends we're live, by the way, live streaming on YouTube and Game Plus Television. And on the way, we're going to talk about uh, Canada, big soccer game tonight. We're going to talk about Leah Thomas, the NCAA transgender swimmer that is caught up in all this controversy right now. I'm going to give my take on the situation. Moose is going to give his, and the viewers will be asked for theirs. And we'll talk a little CFL Combine stuff. But from the viewers, uh, 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 Randy from the Peg says, I thought Fergus, best player last night, Jagger Fergus, he's talking about, of the Moose Jaw Warriors in the Prospects game. Who was, but it was Braden Jagger, they said, is the next Nathan McKinnon, right? That's what the scouts said. Okay. It's not Jagger Furcus, it's Brayden Jagger. Right. But they're both great. They're both great. But Jagger's a year younger. Um, I, Andrew Ray 
in the chat says really cool that a guildford flame fan messaged in yesterday my friend's son plays for them he's the youngest player in the elite league at 16 uh it wasn't a fan it was one of the players that was watching yesterday it was tristan fry our good friend a former u of arc wasn't a fan not that there's anything wrong with fans saying there's like what they say six players from uh, the rectangle that are playing there yeah right uh darren in salt lake city who says good morning from boston rainy here here for the daughter my daughter's surgery getting out of the hospital today darren thanks for taking us with you that's the wonderful thing about live streaming and good luck to your daughter with the surgery hope all goes well um, Ryan in Saratoga, New York, watching, says the Devils could have beat the Leafs if they didn't give up two shorties. They've given up 11 shorthanded goals this season. Yeah, not good enough. How about that? The bear could have caught the rabbit if what? If what? He didn't stop to take a dump on the side of the road. Exactly. Come on. Bingo! See? We know these things. Uh, we're going to take a, a slight early break because I don't want to get into the rest of these topics now with a minute to go. So alert to the Game Plus newsroom. And Alex, if you're working today, Alex texted us from the Game Plus newsroom yesterday. Moose, I didn't tell you, on the 902 line, and he wanted our take on the Tyree kill trade. So he got it, but I just want to tell you, Alex, that we did get your message, uh, just not until well after you sent it. We'll be right back. We're right in the middle of the warm-up. You're watching on Game Plus TV, also live streaming on YouTube. And if you missed any portion of the show, you can always find it wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, you're going to love this show. Here's proof that we're a, uh, we're a small crew. No job's too small. I filmed that, Moose, that bumper. That's my finger at the bottom right of your screen. Bottom right. I don't know how I did that. Rod, 88 fingers, Peterson there. 88 thumbs, maybe, as Wilma Flintstone said. But the shot's good. right? You got, you got the point. Yeah. You get the point. That's funny. It's such a tourist shot. I get your finger in front of the lens. That's good. But good job. Jordan, the shots thank look you fantastic. For airing that. I love them. Well, Jordan's such a perfectionist. I'm shocked that he's actually airing that. I'm going to tell the world Jordan didn't film it. I did. Okay. <clears throat> uh, before we continue on with the quick six show topics here, there's another thing that I need to mention. Tough tribe for men. Mine got confiscated at the border coming down here because the jar was too big, Moose. Can you believe it? Anyways, uh, Tough Tribe for Men contains aloe vera, botanicals, and antioxidants traditionally known for their scalp and hair benefits. We love our men. Welcome to the Tough Tribe, available today at toughtribeformen.com, Amazon Canada, and coming soon to a salon near you. But not that the one I was at this morning. I had to go buy some pomade today, and I told you the whole story. It's called Sport and Waves, and it's okay. I don't have a problem with it. It's only $3. It ain't no Tough Tribe, dude. It's not. It probably looks okay, but this doesn't feel right. It doesn't yeah, feel right. I know what you mean. So did you get the pomade from Tough Tribe? You said it was being shipped. Do you 
I can't remember what you said. Do you have it in your possession? Or are you going to take it to the Gray Eagle for our next stint there? Yeah, it'll be at the Gray Eagle for the next stint. It is not currently in my possession at the moment, but it will be um, by uh, early next week, okay. and uh, we'll bring it down there. But you're right. Like Sometimes if it's not the right one that you like, it's just not going to feel right. It's not going to do what you want it to do, and it's going to throw you off. Once you had Tough Tribe, you never go back. That, that should be their slogan. Okay. How about that? Pick, I just knocked my coffee over. Here we go. Uh, again, transgender swimming coming up in our topic, so I want to get to that fairly soon. But point four here is simply this. The CFL Combine presented by New Era starts Saturday. And listen... Not a lot of people get into the NFL Combine. This is not an anti-CFL thing. But I do know it's like that old East Coast beer. Remember, those who love it, love it a lot. I'm not going to be following the CFL Combine, but I do want to say a hearty bravo to them for providing live coverage. They're going to be streaming it. I see Marshall Ferguson's going to be broadcasting the bench press Saturday. And my guess is that they'll get some viewers for that. I'm just not really into it per se. And I, you know, I saw the stuff coming out of the NFL Combine. It was the six foot seven D lineman ran a four seven forty stuff like that? That's cool. Again, I'll look at the results, but I'm not going to sit and watch it. But I, I want to applaud the CFL for doing live coverage of the Combine. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's really exciting for the players. I think that's a, a massive day for them, um, an opportunity for those guys, especially. You know, those guys coming from those Canadian youth sports schools to, to showcase what they can do. And for some guys, it's, it's going to put them on the radar. I mean, look what Kyle Borsa did at the Combine, and boom, he got put on the radar really high. So I'll watch for a little bit of that. Um, it's not going to catch my attention to sit and binge watch hours and hours of it. But as a football guy, you know, I'll be, I'll be paying attention to what the numbers are, what the results are, and seeing if somebody jumps off the board. I'm inter interesting that you said as a football guy, the viewers need to know. We've established this in the many hours that Moose and I have spent in the car side by side. He's football first. I'm hockey first. And that makes, a, yeah. makes us the great yin and yang. Anyways, to the chat, speaking of binge watching, Shane Melanson writes in from Deer Valley and says, the Netflix series is Life After Death with Tyler Henry. And it's just interesting. Some are going to love it. Some aren't. I went to a medium here in South Florida. I loved it. I was telling one of my family about it, and they were like, eating it up. Ooh, amazing. Told another member of the family. They're like, yeah, but that could have been anything. Like, she might have said, you know, might have guessed it. I'm like, stop. You're just never going to get it, so let's just stop talking about it. Uh, from my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat. She says, Tough Tribe smells so good. It does. It smells so good. It smells so good as soon as it hits your nose. Um, Arlen Bruce III writes in, you know, AB3, CFL great. Yep. He says, Sporting Waves is what I used my entire teenage years. Yeah, well, there wasn't Tough Tribe at that time, AB. Whoops. And another from uh, Chris Bird watching in King City, Ontario. He says, Marshall Ferguson and his crew have been doing a great job on the Canadian Football Perspective podcast reporting on the CFL Combines. See, there's a market for it. You're not going to get it here. We'll talk about it 
briefly and mention it, but that's where you go if you're really into that. And uh, our AB also goes on, by the way, and says, uh, Tua will definitely not finish the season with Teddy Two Gloves Bridgewater waiting to throw to my boy, Cheetah. <laughs> Chiefs are still my squad. Great show, fellas. It's always lit. My boy, Arlen Bruce the third. I think we got to get Arlen on again soon. Looks like he's got a lot to say. Uh, moving on back to wherever we were, history could be made tonight as Canada takes on Costa Rica in World Cup qualifying. A win would book a spot to Qatar for the 33-ranked Canadian men, a team that's only been to one previous World Cup back in 1986. Canada has surprised many during the qualifiers and currently sits atop the final round robin standings. I will be getting into soccer if Canada makes the World Cup. Absolutely. You know, it's kind of in my commentary today on a few of the things that I was bringing up there. I can't be into everything. I'm all into hockey. I'm all into football. I'm all into the things that I like. I'm all into the NLL. You're just not going to get me all in until the big moments for baseball, curling, soccer. And if you've noticed, they're all slower sports. But that's not to say I'm not open-minded. You know, yesterday I said, I'm too old to get into a new sport. Well, no, in the pandemic, Moose, I got into auto racing. I told you we watched Ford versus Ferrari the other day. Before the pandemic, when the promos were coming out for Ford versus Ferrari, I'm like, I don't want to watch that show. That's not something that I would be interested in. But then I got into racing. Then I got invited to go to all the racetracks. I got invited down into the pits. Shoot, they asked me to drive a car. And I said, I'm not Super Dave Osborne. I'm okay from over here. But I enjoyed the danger of it. I enjoyed the smell of the burnt fuel in the air. I loved all about it. Uh, everything. Um, so I got into racing. Um, but it's exciting. That's my take on that. Yeah. And to today's yeah. commentary, here we go. Here we go. We have some viewer mail. I could find it. It's from uh, my good friend, Vinny Goodwin. I probably should. I, I can read it, Moose. Uh, he wrote in. And here's, here's how this all started. Hi, Roddy. First time caller, long time listener. What are your thoughts on Emma Wyant winning the NCAA swimming competition as a trans athlete? I'm very pro-LGBTQ, but in my opinion, this should not be accepted. Broader shoulders, thinner hips, less drag on swimmers. It's science. That is his opinion on the matter. I would hope that everybody kind of has a sniff of what's going on here. And I'm going to read from the Associated Press Wire. Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis jumped into the conversation about a transgender swimmer who won a collegiate title by declaring the runner-up is the real winner. DeSantis signed a proclamation this week declaring Florida-born Emma Wyant is the winner of the women's 500-yard freestyle at the NCAA Women's Tournament rather than transgender athlete Leah Thomas, a University of Pennsylvania senior. Ron DeSantis, whose proclamation has no effect on the tournament outcome, it's just a piece of paper, Darren, is using the document in fundraising messages for his re-election campaign, quote, from his Twitter, by allowing men to compete in women's sports, the NCAA is destroying opportunities for women, making a mockery of its championships, and perpetuating a fraud, unquote. His proclamation comes nearly a year after he signed a bill that requires anyone participating in girls' athletics to have an original birth certificate stating they are, in fact, female. 
So clearly we know where Ron DeSantis stands. We don't know where a lot of the national women's organizations in Canada, sorry, in the United States stand because they haven't made a statement about it this week. And they're being called out for not making a statement because it's, are you supporting the girls who didn't win because they have this former male, now female coming into the pool who I, I believe is six foot eight? Who are you supporting here? National women's groups. Again, DeSantis stands with the girls that were born girls and saying transgender athletes should not be allowed to participate in competitions like this. I had a full 12 hours to think about it, and I told you this morning I'm going to be asking you, Moose, so get your thoughts. Because I know also transgender people, members of LGBT community, that they're discriminated every day. So it's not real inclusive to say, oh, you're transgender, you've had a sex change, you can't compete in this. That's not inclusive, and I get that. But at some point, you need to draw the line, and Ron DeSantis drew the line and said these are competitions for females born as females, end of story. My thinking was, I, I'm, again, it's in my commentary today, I'm big on personal accountability, and if I was Leah Thomas, if this was simply me, I would say if I was in her speedo in this instance, you know what? This has made for a very awkward situation. It's made a lot of people uncomfortable. I don't belong here. I'll pull myself out of the competition. I'll give back my gold medal and as you were. That's just me. Frankly, I've done that in my own life. Uh, Listen, I don't belong here. A lot of people are uncomfortable with my presence. I'll just excuse myself as you were. I don't really want to be here anyways. So that's what I would do if I was Leah Thomas. I don't know if that's integrity or not. I don't know. You know, the, the competitor could have said, I don't belong in this event, so I won't enter. So I'm kind of putting the onus on Leah Thomas. But what's your take on this? Yeah, it's a delicate situation. You know, um, you know at first look, this isn't LeBron James going to play WNBA, right? I mean, Leah Thomas wasn't setting records you know, wasn't uh, smashing the record book or anything like that. But, you know, it is interesting because, you know, you want people to be themselves, to be who they are, and that shouldn't restrict them. You know, you talk about being inclusive, it shouldn't restrict them from being able to compete. You know, there is a little bit of a delicate situation here because, you know, she started her collegiate career swimming as a male with the men. And I think, you know, probably not doing great. I I didn't look up exactly how she did. But, you know, switched in the middle of the career, right? If this was about and only about, you know, who Leah Thomas is as a person and being a trans person and, and living the, the life that she knows in her heart she wants to live, then that's great. But, you know, to make the switch to swim, it makes a lot of people think that, you know, you're trying to do this to, to get an edge, to compete, to have success, to, you know, and all the things that come along with it. And, I'm, you know, I'm not as familiar with the, NCAA, you know, swimming scene, but in other sports in the NCAA, it's a, there's a lot of money, there's a lot of politics, there's a lot of opportunities that can come from being successful at the NCAA. So I could see why, why you know, why Leah would do that. But, and, and it is tough because you've got all these other women who have worked really, really hard. And it, it's interesting because every situation is so different, right? You know, it's a gateway drug to, you know, to, to males who want to win or who want to make money or, 
you know, want that endorsement deal to do the gender swap and, and go and compete as women. Now that's the easy answer, but yeah, it, it's so interesting and it's such a delicate situation and, and there's a ton of uproar on social media. And honestly, most of what I've read, you know, on social media is, has been in support of the other women who, uh, who were swimming and, and uh, finished behind Leah Thomas. So that's where I've seen it. We're out of time, but let me just say, that I'm saying she should give her medal back and withdraw from the competition. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I prob- probably not. No, I don't, I don't agree because she was allowed to compete, so she should be allowed to win the medal. Fine. It's all good. Why, uh, what I asked from my cousin Christine, she says, I think she should step down from Jack in Vulcan, Alberta. I'm with you, Rod. But again, that's just us. Moose, I'll see you back here in an hour or two. Sounds good. This is going to be great. We're going to talk top prospects, talk about uh, Paul Bissonnette fighting in the prospects game. I have a scout text to me that said that is, in fact, the case. Sammy Cosentino joins us next. You're watching the RP Show live from South Florida on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Another beautiful day here in gorgeous South Florida. Open the bridge. I filmed these. This lady pops out of the boat and waves at me near the end of the video if you watch real closely. Yeah, we're talking hockey today. Hey, the Panthers, a big game tonight. Claude Giroux makes his uh, Florida Panthers debut. We'll talk about those. They're at Montreal, by the way. But uh, Sammy Costantino joining us. Talk NHL, talk CHL, talk top prospects. Shane Wright uh, scored early, but Team Red couldn't hold on last night to the lead, falling 3-1 to Team White in the NHL top prospects game. CHL, NHL game in Kitchener, Jagger Furcus, Sammy, as you know, of the Moose Jaw Warriors scoring last night. And they're telling me that he was, they're saying out in Western Canada that Jagger Furcus was the best player in the game. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I would concur with that. He was awesome. And uh, I was so happy to get the opportunity to meet the young man in our interviews the day before. And really, uh, an open book told a, told a story that, uh, you know, I want to connect with, with Jagger before moving forward with it. But, uh, you know, opened up really uh, to a deep personal story. And, and um, I was really proud of him for doing that. And yeah, it was kind of weird, Roddy, because, you know, I, I don't get too emotionally involved in those things, but both of us were crying by the end of it. So it's pretty, uh, pretty cool to see him go out there and have the kind of the game he had. But I'd have to agree, showed a lot of jump. He obviously shoots the puck well. I don't think uh, there's anyone in the in the east side of the west of the western hockey league that doesn't know about that but also picked up an assist so really happy for the young man good to hear man and uh listen we could sit and talk about chl top prospect stories forever i knew the crew that was in the first one bunch of friends of mine played in that and i was saying it earlier about you know don cherry walking into the room these young donkeys didn't realize cherry had ever coached they couldn't believe how great and motivational he was. Don Cherry, Ricky, Curtis Tipler, Boyd Kane, Derek Morris, Josh Holden. These were that was the crew. That was awesome. But of all the top prospects games you've attended, is there is there something that stands out to you? Well, for that one, it sucked because it was the first one in 16 years I didn't get to call. 
So that was a little bit interesting. You know, when you're so invested into a, into a product and a property like like I had been for so long, it was kind of weird to just go there as an onlooker and and um, you know as as part of the 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 media, but not necessarily part of the broadcast team. So that was challenging for sure. But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty neat. I I remember when Steven Stamkos fought. I remember the game that um, you know Nick Robertson and Arthur Kaliev were were really good. That game in in Red Deer, those guys were really good. So. There's the odd one that that sticks out, but the mind is more directed towards not being able to be in the booth last night, and so that one stung a little bit. But uh, you know what? Uh, it's an awesome event. Uh, CHL did a great job with it. They always do, yeah. And that's uh, there. There is stories of that. But you know, with, with Jagger Furcus, Braden Jagger's getting all the pub. He broke Theo's record, uh, right, for goals as a rookie. And then there's Bedard. It seems like so much. They're all in the shadow of Bedard out in the WHL, and he's not even draft eligible. So I, th- I guess that's what's great about the prospects game is these guys can go out without that shadow and do their thing. Yeah, and it is nice. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of talk about the 05 group, which is essentially the 2023 draft, and rightfully so, for the talent that it's going to provide. You, you get to see guys out there like you're talking about Jaeger and Height out there in the Western League. But in Ontario, there's, a, there's some really good ones, and even in the Quebec League. I think we're starting to get back to where we're seeing the CHL come into prominence. But because of what's happened the last two years in the pandemic, I think the CHL has has been uh, impacted the most in terms of what the draft is going to look like, uh, where European teams, for the most part, were able to play a number of games over those couple of years. You know, you look at Ontario, they didn't even get to play last year. So those guys are all a step behind. But, you know, overall, Rod, it's probably going to affect a four-year cycle worth of players. Um, you know, based on either your final year in minor hockey is in under 16s and then coming into the the CHL and then, you know, missing out a year in, in your draft minus one year, so on and so forth. So I think it will have an impact for, for a couple of years here, but really looking forward to that 2023 draft with uh, Bedard as the headliner for sure. They're awake in Winnipeg, big time. They're writing in Tacona in Winnipeg says, come on, Rod, talk in CHL, got to talk ice. Nine in a row on top of the East, soon to be number one in the CHL. Uh, he goes on to ask Sammy, how about Dick in net or Chuck uh, from BW on YouTube? Says, is there a place to yeah. watch the prospects game online? Uh, they're up, they want to uh, talk about Matthew Savoy. And Randy yep. from Winnipeg says, the goalies look good too. So, blah, there's a word vomit. Answer them all, Sammy. Yeah. No, Reed Dick was awesome in goal. And, uh, you know, the Swift Current Broncos, a young and up-and-coming team. They had a couple of guys uh, at the game. Owen Pickering's a guy that they should be really proud of out there, who I think is uh, really an interesting guy. Again, when we got into the interview with him, he was very quick to point out that I was drafted in the same spot as Travis Zan- uh, Travis uh, Sanheim, back with the Calgary Hitmen. Um, and Sanheim was drafted in the ninth round of the Bantam draft, 177th overall, exact same spot as Owen Pickering. And so Sanheim obviously went on to become a first-rounder 2014, went 17th overall to Philly, and this story has now continued to be written in the National Hockey League. And I think Owen Pickering is on that very same trajectory. So while we were on that swift note, I wanted to make sure to get that out there. But let's go to the Winnipeg guys. You know, Connor Geeky is a guy who continues to catch a lot of eyes because when you have those hands in that size, it's not a package that comes often. Every now and then, though, whether he's efforting or not, there are times when it doesn't look like he's efforting, and I think that can be a little bit problematic. He is a, a good good enough skater, probably needs to improve in that area a little bit. But you like to just see him play maybe with a little bit more urgency to give you the impression that there's that max effort every shift. Now, Matthew Savoy, 
for me, was the guy who popped most in the game. Now, did he have the points like Jager Furkus? I think in order to pop and produce, you become player of the game and you become that standout guy. When it comes to Matthew Savoy, though, every time he was on the ice, you noticed him right away. And that's what I saw when I was out in Winnipeg in November, and that's what the ice fans have been able to see all season long. He's also a guy that in the on-ice testing on Tuesday finished first overall. I think he was first in about three or four categories, but in the totality of it was a guy who finished first overall. So really looking forward to watching Matthew kind of continue to rise here. I had him third in my last rankings, Roddy, um, up a little bit from, I think, five or seven the month before. And I think he's pretty comfortable in that spot right now. And I think by the end of the year, depending on what the ice are able to do playoff-wise, how deep they're able to go, you know, maybe he's a guy that we're looking at to, to get in the conversation to challenge Shane Wright for number one. But really, really awesome to see him pop in, in, in the game last night. Uh, Sammy, you're a TV guy. We have 60 seconds. You know what that means. And the viewers are all over you about your Leafs hat, which I think is actually a Blue Jays hat. And they want to it's know your Blue thoughts Jays on hat. Austin. Yeah, and I, they want to know your thoughts on the on the Bieber jersey and also on what the Leafs did at the trade deadline. Boom. Yeah, it's great to have that that, that partnership with Justin Bieber. I think anytime he touches something, it, it, it raises awareness. And so if it's awareness for the Maple Leafs of the, for the game in general, I think that's a good thing. Austin Matthews, to me, best player in the National Hockey League right now. He's learned to transition all of those great offensive skills onto the defensive side of, of the puck and being away from the puck. So he's using a good quick stick to strip guys. He's using that speed to catch up to guys. He's using his size and strength to close people out and get pucks turned over. I think he's the best player in the game right now. I really do. He's, he's that effective. And when it comes to what happened in, in trade deadline, I think that was the last part of the question. I don't know. be interesting to see what Minnesota does now that they were still able to maintain a lot of their picks in this year's draft, yet still add guys like Fleury and Delorier. should be a lot of fun to watch them. Uh, anything else in 10 seconds, Rod? I think that's good. You got it all. Well, the Habs, they want to know in 10 seconds, what do you think what the Habs did? Arbor Jack guy is a guy to watch. The Habs continue to acquire picks. It's kind of starting from scratch over there. So it's good that they got Caulfield going against Suzuki. Looks at the top of his game. And uh, I know you need to get to the beach. <laughs> Absolutely. Sammy, I think the world of you. You know that. Keep to, I'm watching you every day down here. Keep up the great work. Thanks for the time. Who loves you, Roddy? Enjoy your time. Take care. The great Sam Costantino. We'll be right back with viewer takeover on this burrito-full Thursday. Taco Time viewer takeovers next on Game Plus TV, live streaming on YouTube, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It is viewer takeover time on the RP show. Yeah, that is a uh, look in on this Thursday here in South Florida. I know that in Canada, pretty sure that it's Thursday all day long. And what I do know is that it's a burrito full Thursday. Buy one, get one half off at any one of the 120 plus taco time locations across the great white north where all their ingredients are Canadian sourced. In a few weeks, we'll be back up there and mowing our way through Taco Time, as Moose and I always do. It is viewer takeover for Taco Time, and I open up the text line, and I appreciate you, all of you who have picked up the phone and texted RP today. It's a thing. Numbers on the screen. You can do it anywhere across North America. 
902-518-3033 is the number to reach us. Michael J. watching in Maple Ridge, B.C. He hasn't written for a while, if at all, ever, as I look at his text history. Um, is it Michael J. Fox? Isn't he from Maple Ridge, B.C., guys? Anyways, he writes in regarding the hair pomade that my tough tribe for men got confiscated at the border. I had to go buy some. Not bad, but it ain't. Tough tribe. Michael J. in Maple Ridge, B.C. says, You're a dapper man. From brother, where art thou? George Clooney would only use that pomade. LOL, says Michael and Maple. I didn't even know what pomade was until we started working with Tough Tribe for Men. That is a fact, Jack. And now I can't live without it. John in Edmonton's been asking the same question for two days, multiple times. And this is it. I've been ignoring it for a reason, John. Here's why. He says, why do you think Red Deer is not hosting part of the World Juniors this summer when nothing is booked at the arena in August in Red Deer? Here's your answer, John. I don't know. How about that? <laughs> I used to get so exhausted expecting everybody expecting me to have all the answers to everything. But then I realized you can say, I don't know. And that actually works. I don't know. Right Hockey Canada, it's their tournament. Rob in Cold Lake, Alberta. Regarding our sixth show topic today, it was transgender swimmer Leah Thomas winning the women's 500-meter event in the NCAA uh, championships. I've said that she should just step down. Rob in Cold Lake says, regarding the swimmer, I'm sure there are some sort of transgender games they can compete in, but I don't think there are. Not at this high of a level. And we'll bring Moose back in next hour, and we can kick this around a little more. My good friend Vinny Goodwin asked for my opinion on it, and here is my opinion. Is it right? Is it wrong? I don't even know what's right or wrong anymore. Because I've seen people that are right get their heads cut off. So... You know what I'm saying? What's right, what's wrong? I don't know what's right or wrong. I think the answer to this situation, the easiest would be for Leah Thomas to go, you know what, I shouldn't have never entered. Here's your medal back. Have a nice life. That would be probably the best resolution to this whole thing, but Leah's not doing that. It takes a certain amount of humility, I would suggest, to do that. I don't know the person. I don't know whether uh, she's humble enough to do that or not, but I think that would be the best thing. Wayne and... Victoria, B.C., watching on Game Plus Television, says, Hi, Rod, my honest opinion on transgenders competing against women is it's wrong. The physiology of a biological man is different than a woman and gives the transgendered person an advantage that cannot be denied. That's just my opinion. We ask for your opinion. There's nothing right. There's nothing wrong. Can we please all get along? Hour two coming up. Chris Corbeil, the Rush Captain, will be with us. And Moose, after this... Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.